What's going on, everybody? Take five and take it on the mental health podcast for young men. I'm Jonah Jacobs here with my co-host, Reed Milkins. Reed, sophomore year of college starts tomorrow. You excited? Stoked, man. All packed up, ready to hit the road tomorrow. See all the boys, see Julia again. It's gonna be it's gonna be quite the year, man. I'm I'm pretty excited. What about you? You're a week into work. How's it feel? It feels awesome. I, it's like a weird kind of mental shift. First, by Thursday, you're tired. You're tired as fuck. Uh, like I went out last night with, with some friends, all different jobs, and they say they hit the, the Thursday wall too. So long, long gone since the sophomore year college days where Thursday was prime, prime party day. Um, but hopefully I'll get into a good routine, the sleep and stuff. And dude, it makes Friday so rewarding. Like I can't remember, like it, it's got to be since... I mean, maybe, I don't know, after like national, like when nationals would end uh, for college and debate, like I would feel so fucking energized and ready to go out whenever, wherever. But like the last time I felt like this is like junior year of high school when you're just like grueling through those just long weeks of school, practice, ACT, whatever else is going on in that busy life of yours. And Friday hits and you are just ready to like, boom, take on the weekend. That, that I totally felt that last night uh, works great. I I'm super stoked to be, to be at my company. So many awesome people, both in my, my analyst class, older mentors that I'm super excited to meet with tons of learning opportunities, really excited for what's in store and just really ready to carve a career out for myself. I was pretty anxious heading into, heading into a consulting position with only a public policy, liberal arts background, but you really, for, for everyone listening that's, you know, wants to get into business for a, but doesn't have that major or what have you don't, don't feel the imposter syndrome. It's really easy, but you will, your, your, your job, your employer will give you all of the resources that, that you need to perform effectively. You'll learn skills on the job. You'll meet people fake it till you make it is one of my favorite mottos. So yeah, first week of work in the books was, was great, man. Thank you for asking. And uh, so you talked about going out last night. We talked earlier uh, last week in the past episodes about your goal of a two drink limit. How's that going for you? It went really well, even though I did not stick to it. And I can explain, and I'm sure most people who, <laughs> who know me and or just consume alcohol on a somewhat socially weekend basis know that two drinks, somewhat tough to stick to when you're 22 and probably younger and much older. But it was much less, I realized, about the like actually sticking to two drinks and more just like being a little bit more aware of, of how much I'm drinking. Alcohol is an awesome social lubricant. I actually am rewatching How I Met Your Mother. And for those who've seen the show, if you remember the pineapple incident episode where Ted just needs five shots to stop thinking and start doing, there's definitely some truth to that. But I really felt like I was in the spot where starting work, um, having a couple, you know, experiences where I was a little too casual with maybe how much I was drinking and how much I was spending when I was out. I wanted to just be like a little bit more aware, uh, of just kind of the amount, like the number of drinks I was having, what I was mixing, what I was spending and going in with the attention of two drinks, just like made me just way more aware of, of where I was at. I felt like I was pacing myself more. I like, it sounds weird, but like I enjoyed the drinks more. It was like a lot less about like getting drunk and more of like I was drinking and then I got buzzed and it was just like giggly and happy and shit. And my wallet also thanked me. So yeah, good. It was a good experience, Reed. So 
we last episode we talked about you know the three things you were going to make sure you embraced going into school you're going to make the most of all of your experiences you're going to hit the books and you're going to take care of your body in the gym what are you going to do to actualize those plans same with like my drinking thing and i feel like listeners will resonate with this that setting goals is really easy it's really hard to fully execute your goals it's also really hard to kind of stumble and then be okay with it i feel like often we make progress and then we have a mess up and it leads to a chain of mess ups and we kind of totally derail our progress so i don't know how how you can execute on, on on your intentions you're setting for this sophomore year scheduling for me um and making lists is going to be huge something i did last year um was for every class i would have a post-it note with check boxes for all the assignments for a given week as well as have um uh, another post-it note with kind of the big ticket items and then a daily to-do list that i'd write every night before i went to bed and what i would do after completing a task i would check it off and that feeling of checking it off and at the end of the day checking off your last box it's like all right i had i had an accomplished day i'm ready to write the next post-it and um, attack the next day Um, it's a great way to keep yourself accountable because when when you go to bed and not all the boxes are checked it's like why are they not checked what did i do today that inhibited me from reaching all of my goals Um, and obviously it is a long game um, it's not just about the day by day, but like we've talked about with Isaiah, it's the small battles that lead to a, a victory in a war. Um, so that's, that's really what I'm going to do to focus on um, reaching those goals. Totally, man. I think that's great advice too. I, I was reading that not only does the like seeing visual progress of like the check marks, like, and that list kind of accumulating and release, it's like, cool, like releases dopamine in the brain. It makes you more excited to check it off. But that act of checking off your goals, like checking off what you're going to do in the day, not only do those activities become habits, but it's like the process of checking off becomes a habit. So it's like, becomes this cool, like habit feedback loop where it's like you, like, it's like part of your routine is checking off the box, which means that in order for you to check off the box, you would have had to, you know, hit the gym gotten your, your clean X, Y, Z meals in, uh, practice gratitude journaling, whether it was, you know, shutting stuff off. I think something I want to explore, I think kind of looking forward is some of these like mindset techniques and just kind of thoughts we've talked about, like some of these great conversations about not caring about people's opinions, who's you don't care about ignoring social media, kind of shedding your ego a little bit. Those are really hard to not necessarily stay disciplined on, but you can't really track your, your progress on it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't really go to bed and say, okay, at this point in the day, I didn't compare myself on social media. It's like really hard, I think, to kind of stick with that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, and I think that in order to kind of get to the point where you're not doing these things, like you said, it has to become a habit. And by checking these boxes off every day, and I think what, what really popped out in my mind, right as you, as you mentioned this, um, getting in the habit of gratitude journaling, something that I said I wanted to start. I did it for a couple of days. I haven't been 
doing it every day. I, I want to be doing it every day. And I think when I get to school, if I start adding it to that list, that's going to be how I, I build that habit. Totally. Get your boys into it too. Absolutely. I want to see, I want to see Jackson journaling. Uh, also what's cool is, and you could maybe speak to this about our, our common guest, but I was just thinking there might be some techniques to get you thinking positive sort of feedback loops that will train you to kind of stop comparing, ignore those negative thoughts that lead to, you know, social media, toxicity, looking at stories, feelings of self-doubt, questioning self-worth. You want to, you want to give a little preview of a little strategy Scott's going to talk about in a few minutes. Yeah. So we had a phone call with Scott uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago, just learning about what he does before we got him on the show. And something that he talked to us about um, was self-affirmation by looking in the mirror. And he's going to explain to you how he does this with his athletes, but a little application that I did the other day while I was in the gym, I had five plates on each side of the hex bar and I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was thinking like, I'm going to rep this out right now. This is last week. I think I hit five reps with that. I'm going to hit six or eight. And that's what I did. I, when it, when it got tough, I looked myself back in the mirror and I said, you're not failing. Like you're getting this up. And and that's exactly what I did. So a lot of this stuff Scott's going to talk about is going to be pretty powerful. And um, not everyone out there that's listening is necessarily an athlete, but there are a lot of other applications um, and opportunities in your life that you can implement this type of stuff into. Dude, I love what you just said there about not needing to be an athlete to incorporate this just because I, I mean, I know our audience isn't all athletes. You guys got a lot of other pursuits and passions. And, you know, when Reed and I are talking about how we implement our goals and our passions and the important activities that make up our identity and what make us tick and what make us a better person. A lot of those are just kind of couched in, in, in the gym, just cause that's some of our interests for me. It's a little less like bodybuilding stuff, but more just circuit training, doing a bunch of different, uh, my, my buddies know I'm really into this kettlebell program. I've been running a lot, training for this half marathon. Like at the moment, like that's what's, that's, what's really making me tick on top of, on top of my job. But for everyone out there who, you know, thinks we're kind of only talking about stuff in the gym, all this stuff is applicable to whatever, whatever it is that gets you going, whatever goal you want to execute things of, you know, just discipline, positive feedback loops, ignoring other people's opinions who get in the way of, of what you're striving for, of comparing yourself to people who, you know, you think you should be doing what they're doing to fit in more. It can be applied to, to anything. If you're a chess whiz, if you're a stud academic, if you're super into fishing, art, music, you, you name it, even if it's just like a relationship, you just want to kind of work hard at being a more empathetic person, being a more grateful person, being a better sibling. Yeah. It's like all this stuff is super, super valuable. And we hope that you find ways that it's applicable in your life. Absolutely. And we, we hinted at his name, but we're yet to introduce him today. We're going to have on the show, Scott Simon, one of my best friends, Jackson. This is his uncle Scott for the past 10 plus years. He's been working with the San Diego state university men's basketball team. Um, coaching up their players on the mental side of things and 
a lot of what he's going to talk about today is some pretty powerful stuff. It really goes a long way, more than you'd expect um, in the game of basketball. And he's going to explain um, how some of this stuff is applicable outside of the game. And we we look forward to, to everyone hearing what he's got to say. So, Scott, welcome onto the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to talk to you. My name is Scott. Uh, I'm actually a surgeon in San Diego, but for my uh, passion, I've always followed sports psychology. I started as a psychology major at University of Illinois and subsequently in med school. Uh, I, I just really kept my, my program going about sports psychology. I, I'm, I really believe that sports psychology is the science of success and that if you could learn how to play sports well, with a mindset, how to play sports well, you could carry that over into life. And I use a lot of the principles I use from sports psychology in what I would consider, you know, good training for anyone. But I really find it interesting to work with players to work on sports psychology and show them the benefits of using your mind correctly, how, how, how powerful your mind can be when you when you let it. But we need to be taught how to use our minds like a warrior. How do, how, a lot of people, it doesn't come naturally. It's even the best have some little glitch in their, in their, in their armor that I need to sort out and figure out what, what can we get better? Cause everyone's got a little bit of a weakness in their mind game. And just like any other muscle, the mind takes, takes, takes work to get stronger. You know, it's a process to get your mind stronger. And over the years, I've developed a program to train an athlete's mind. And I know that not only what's great about this program is not only they're going to be a better basketball player or better football player, or whatever sport, better athlete, but it's going to help them in their life once they learn how to think like this. This is a lifelong skill. And so I really love working with elite athletes like the San Diego Aztecs, who I've been lucky enough for the last 10 years to volunteer with with their team and, and just help them. And it's it's been, you know, really successful for both parties. You know, I think the, the, the guys I've trained have really benefited and it, it's very fun for me. It's something I, I love to see. So that's why I do what I do. Uh, it's really just a passion of mine. It's it's my side work. Like I said, I have a normal job as a surgeon. And so uh, I just do this for fun. I love doing it. And so I just kind of got into it just because I love doing it. Let me let me just start by saying, you know, there's a sign in my in my garage that says uh, train your mind like you train your body, you know, and, and I really believe that nobody does that. You know, or not many people do it. They don't have a routine to train their mind. And I think it's important that an athlete has a routine to train their mind. And so I decided I need to start sort of let, getting this message out because I wish I had learned this when I was an athlete in high school. And, you know, I know I would have been better if I would have thought how I'm able to think now. And so, and it's, and it's something that needs to be taught to a lot of people. It's not something that they just are, are natural, naturally instinctual about. And so I've developed a program that helps, helps each individual sort of learn how to use their mind, how to, how to develop a program to use their mind better, you know, and, and it's easy in sports for me to teach some, uh, uh, an athlete how to do that. I mean, it's, it's very basic. So that's what I do in a, you know, a, a very long winded answer there, but you know, it's, it's something that, you know, I'm very passionate about. And I think is very underutilized is how powerful our mind could be. And we got to use our mind effectively. You know, you can either, your, your mind can either really hurt you or your mind can really help you and, you know, have it help you, you know, it's your choice. You mentioned the sign in your garage that says train your body like you train your mind. And you said not a lot of people do that. And I'm going to 
guess that it's partially because a lot, not a lot of people know how, um, what are some, what are some of the methods that you use to train your athletes' minds? That's best patent pending. (laughs) No, I mean, it's really, it it comes, it boils down to what, what I've already kind of said is that you're, it's your choice. What you're going to think, are you going to choose to listen to what I call your positive dog? Are you going to listen to your negative dog? Because everyone's got that dialogue going on in their head of the, the bad one and the good one, you know, and which one are you going to choose to listen to? And it really boils down to think a good thought, think of positive, helpful thoughts. And so, you know, I, I, I one of, you know, so I want each player to develop their, their vision, their core of positive thoughts that make them successful. And so we really develop that. And, you know, they're able to very effectively pull those methods up in their head, those thoughts, instead of thinking bad things. I mean, it really is that simple to me. You know, I I don't think a player has a bad game physically. I think a player has a bad game mentally. I mean, nothing else has changed unless they're hurt. Nothing physically has changed. The only thing that's changed is is what their thoughts have been during that game. And so, I mean, obviously there's exceptions to that, but that's the first thing I'm always looking at is, you know, they say I had a bad shooting game. I'm not, I'm not looking necessarily at his form. I'm wondering what were you thinking, you know, or were you thinking, or were you just so focused on the rim you couldn't believe it didn't go in? Or were you thinking I got to make the shot or what, what were you thinking? I think is more important than the mechanics of the shot in most guys. Yeah, it makes sense. This is super fascinating stuff, Scott. I mean, two really key you know, themes of our show, just following your passion, I think is awesome that you, you know, you're a surgeon and this, this whole other component of your life is just you following your, your interest and passion and making it a reality and prioritizing time for that. And also just kind of the, the power of, of the mental landscape and really just unlocking athletes and individuals, you know, mental for, for success on and off the court. And in an earlier conversation with us, you told us about a, a particular technique you use with your athletes about, I, I don't know if you use the word priming, but it was when you, when your athletes kind of look in the mirror and say a few, a few words, a few statements, intentions for the day. I've actually started implementing that in my, in my life. I started uh, my job as a consultant this past Monday and I found it really sets the tone for the day. Would you mind walking our listeners through that, that process a little bit? Yeah. I mean, it's, I like to call it the mirror test, you know, uh, take the mirror test every day, you know, either when you get up in the morning or when you're going to bed at night or both take the mirror test, look at yourself in the mirror, tell yourself what, if you're looking at yourself and you're looking at yourself and it doesn't look good, fix it. You know, what doesn't look good to you? Is it something that's going on in your mind, in your body, whatever, get yourself in better shape, eat better, do the things that you need to do, fix what you don't like. Cause when you look at yourself in the mirror, you see it. And what would, what would be great is if you can get to the point where you're looking in that mirror and you're liking what you see that's coming back at you. And it's because you're thinking these positive thoughts. That's your vision. That's what you're exuding into that mirror is your vision. And if you could exude that vision and it comes back at you, you're in good shape. If you're exuding that image and it's not coming back or you're not exuding that image and something doesn't feel right, fix it, figure out what it is and fix it. And to me, most of the time fixing it is just start going back to your positive thinking. Just realize I'm, I'm not helping myself here. This is, this isn't helpful for me. You know, it's my decision to be thinking what I'm going to think. It really is. And once you realize that power that your thoughts are, are yours, 
you get to choose them. I mean, obviously there's exceptions. I'm not downplaying, you know, OCD people, you know, anyone that's got true, you know, mental issues, but most people it, it's the mind is like a big computer. And so we need to wire it correctly and we need to rewire it to think positive, think positive, think positive. You feed my, my positive dog. Don't listen to my negative, my negative critic. You know, that's not what I'm going to choose to listen to. And so I, I really appreciate your, you know, what you guys are doing because, you know, I, I sort of in my generation, if you, if, if an athlete went to a sports psychologist, which I, I'm, I'm obviously not, I'm not trained as a, you know, as a psychologist, I was a psychology major, but, you know, I, this is just something to me that I've followed, but, you know, I'm obviously not a sports psychologist, but at my, you know, sort of my generation, it was to look to go to a psychologist was very looked down upon, you know, it was very, you know, I, I'm not, I don't, what would I need a psychologist? Like, I don't need a psychologist. I'm a pro, I'm a college athlete. I'm a pro athlete. Like, what would I need a psychologist for? It's, that's not what I'm, I'm not about your psychology. I'm not about trying to, you know, figure out what went wrong and, you know, your ego and your past and all that. What all I'm doing is trying to improve your thoughts. Let's, let's make your thoughts better so that when you perform, you'll perform better. You know, it goes, it goes, thoughts lead to actions, actions lead to performance. We work a lot on the action portion of it to performance. We don't work a lot on the thoughts part of it first and thoughts come before actions. And so that's what I, you know, I think is really important that, you know, which works great in basketball, but you could use it in life. I mean, so it, like, I really like that you guys are using this platform because, you know, like, like I got, like I was starting to say is that the, my generation looked at this week, whereas I think you guys are starting to realize like using your mind effectively, you know, learning how to do that is not a natural skill. And if I need some help doing it, that doesn't make me weak. You know, when you're trying to make yourself stronger, that's not making yourself weaker. I mean, period. So make your mind stronger and you got it. And like you said, people, you would say that, like people would say, make, make your mind strong. Well, what do you mean? What am I supposed to do? Like, do I do push-ups with my head? Like, what, what do I do to make my mind stronger? You know? So that's what I've worked on through the years. It's kind of, I, I mean, a lot of it is that I work as I like to really work out with the guys while I'm, while I'm doing it. I like to be centering themselves, getting themselves in a good posture, getting themselves in a good balanced, centered position just to start with in athletics is huge. And a lot of people don't do that. And so one of the things I always want my athletes thinking about is that I'm centered, I'm balanced, I'm powerful. You know, I'm, I'm starting from a powerful position that, so when they look in the mirror and so everything I do is in front of the mirror so they can see, I mean, these guys, they come into my garage, they're giants. They're <laughs> so big. These, I mean, seven feet guys that their wingspans practically go through my garage and I'm, you know, I'm six <laughs> two, So I'm not like a small guy and they make me look like, a and I want them to see that power see how freaking powerful you are when you look in that mirror. And that's how I want them going out on the court. I don't want themselves thinking of themselves as small, make yourself freaking big. You're a giant. Use it when you're on the court, freaking use it. You know? So a lot of it is just, I want them feeling powerful. And so we get started with a lot of it being, you know, we work out so that we feel powerful. I want these guys to look in the mirror and feel powerful. And so that's one of the, the sort of the, the cores that I have is centered and balanced, both mind and body. You know, that's how I want my players. So a lot of it, is we, we work out, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, I'm not trying to sit down and, and analyze you psychologically. All I'm doing, I'm using your, I'm, I'm helping your mind work better to be a more effective player. That's what that's I want. So awesome. That's so cool. 
Yeah. I mean, and so, you know, you'll see a lot, a lot of sports teams have sports psychologists and stuff now, but it's just different than like, I I've talked to some people about what they, what kind of sports psychology they've had. And it really, to me, it's still not working on the core of the product. They'll identify the problems, but they don't then give the guys a a program to fix it. You know, what do you, how do I fix it? What I want my mind to be stronger. I would love for it to be more, what do I do? That's where we've sort of lacked the next step. And so that's where I feel like I've sort of developed a program. Like I've sort of, you know, and I'm sure I'm not the only person in the world that's done this, but only one that I know of that sort of acknowledged, all right, we've identified these problems in a lot of these people. How are we going to now get this better? You know, we're really good at identifying the problems, diagnosing the problem, but now what's our program going to be? You know, that's why I, I think like a surgeon, you know, it's not just diagnosing the problem. It's now, are we going to fix that problem? We got to have a plan to fix this problem. And we've done that very poorly in, in athletics. You know, I was talking to a, a general manager once of a, of a, a professional baseball team. And he's, and he, he was talking to me and he's telling me, you know, that they kind of have, that they have, you know, very sophisticated psychological training and, and, and analysis and all this stuff. And they'll look at a player and they'll say, you know, this guy is soft. You know, he's, he doesn't seem like he's a guy that, that uh, that could could handle the pressure, and that's one you know one mark on him. And so, but they'll they'll literally just have and I'll say and I said to them so, you know, all right. So you've got that. So now, what have you guys done to work on that? Like, have you given them a program at all to not make them make them tougher, make them you know make them tough? I guarantee anybody who's made it to the, to that level is tough to a degree. We got them. I got to work with them to make them tougher, you know, and I know how, and, and I know how to make them tougher, but they had no program beyond identifying this guy needs to be working on his, on his toughness. And the, and I said, so what's your next step going to be? And they said, well, we, you know, we don't really have one. That's just kind of his knock. And I said, that it's great. Like if a guy had a hitch in his swing, you wouldn't just say, yeah, we, you know, we just got to live with it you would have the, the yeah. hitting coach work with him on a swing. So it's, we just haven't taken the next step with, with thought for some reason. And, and it's crazy to me. So obviously what you do is very centered on athletics, but most people that listen to this probably are through with their athletic careers or um, maybe if, if they're in high school or they're on the younger side of our viewers, maybe they're still playing. So there's something yeah. from that that they can uh, ap- apply to their athletics career. In what other ways off of the court have you noticed improvement through this type of mental training with your athletes? Well, I mean, I, I, I can tell you both from somebody who, who did it personally, as well as from, from my athletes, you know, and it's been anywhere from high schoolers through, through coach, you know, I've worked with some coaches that are in their fifties. And the, the, the principles really apply to your life. I mean, in sports, it makes it easy to do because you're in a confined environment where all you have to concentrate on is, is athletics, whatever you're supposed to do. If you're, you're getting in the ring to box, all you got to do is think about boxing and nothing else. You know, if you're getting in the, in the, on the court to play basketball, you got to think about basketball and nothing else. Like it makes it easy to really focus on what you need to do to be successful. But those same principles that we've talked about apply if you could take those principles in sports and now, or the person who doesn't play sports could take these principles and use them in their life, it'll be very helpful for them. You know, it's, it's a, um, a very 
personal personalized way of improving your mind that that I think anyone could do. You know, decide have some type of program to decide how you're going to listen to your positive dog, whatever it is. You know, whether you have to see it, hear it, listen to it, read about it, talk about it, do something that you're going to start thinking from your positive dog side, not your negative dog side. Because once you just start using your your mind to choose correctly the path that you wanted to think you'll be successful that'll make you successful in whatever you want to do so you know i think the other the other thing that's important is you know i use the word success is you know what you guys are doing like what you said i do follow my passion like i volunteer for all that i don't get paid for for any of this you know what, what i've done this is just a passion of mine and define success for yourselves you know figure out what really makes success is it money most of the time, you know, unfortunately it's not, but in this world it's become, that's what it's about. Is it about, you know, looking great? No, it's not. I mean, but that's not success. That's very temporary. That's temporary success. But if you want long-term success, you got to work, you got to work hard for it. You got to work hard. And it's, and I think that's a lesson you learn in athletics very well. You know, no, nothing comes without hard work in athletics and it's the same thing in, in life. And so, I like working with athletes because they're usually driven people. And that's something that's tough to teach is motivation or passion. You know, the, those ones are the hardest to work with because it's, you got to have this fire. You got to have the desire and the passion to want to do this. I can't, I can't instill that in you. So you kind of have to have that. So for this sort of work, you have to, you have to want to be successful, define your success, decide how you're going to do it and then execute your plan. You know, um, so I think anyone can do that. It's not just an athlete. You know, I work with athletes because, again, I get very concrete results from an athlete. I can tell very easily, very quickly, if they're getting what I'm talking about or not as by watching them play, you know, in a game where they're in a, under the lights. You know, are they going to start going back to their old habits that weren't making them successful or are they using their new habits that are going to make them successful? I could tell from their actions because I know their, their thoughts. So for me, it's just really fun to see it with athletes and, and be able to, to work with athletes and people that really want to be great. You know, it's, it's really inspiring for me to be around people that want to be great. And, you know, most of these college athletes and high schoolers that I work with, they, they want to be great. I mean, they're, this is completely voluntary what they're doing. You know, none of them are forced to, to work with me, you know, so these are generally people that, that sort of have the same philosophy that I do. Um, you know, they're not anti working your mind or whatever, because if kids are like that, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to make improvement. For someone who maybe hasn't realized that they need to be pro mind or stuck in an anti mind mindset, what, how, how would you recommend that these kids instill a different mindset outside of positive thoughts? If someone's just not receptive to the notion that they need to define their success through positive thoughts. Well, something that you could do that's very simple and easy to do, and there's no reason everyone can't do this and try it for at least a week or two. Write down five things on a note card that you either that you feel like either make you successful or make you feel good or make you feel enlightened or make you feel powerful. Write down five thoughts that, that would be really helpful for you throughout the day to think about. Write them down on a note card. And to me, look at them and look, that's what part of what your mirror test should be is reading over those five things. You know, right now I have those in my, you know, I've been doing it for 25 years. So it's in my mind. So I don't need my, my note cards. I see my note cards 
in my mind already because I've looked at them so much. But until you get to that point, that's part of your mirror test. Take your five, take your five statements in the note card, look at them in front of the mirror and your mirror test and do that every day. It takes, takes three minutes at most. So do that every day for one or two weeks. Do it consistently. Hold yourself accountable and do it. And if you tell me after two weeks that it's not helping you at all, I'll either tell you that you didn't do it, you, you, you didn't really follow through it every single day, do it, or I really, you need to go see a psychiatrist because you probably have a problem. Like, honestly, you probably have like something we need to work on deeper. Um, you know, something beyond just, you know, something that I would do is I think you really need a psychologist, there, you know, true psychologist. But for the average guy, if you do that, you write down five things that are going to be helpful for you throughout the day. And you look at yourself in the mirror and you really give yourself a good mirror test every day. If you go through that for two weeks, holding yourself accountable, doing it every day, putting the work in, and you tell me after two weeks it didn't work, ninety-five percent of people will say I feel better. It's simple. And if you don't do it, and you're thinking about maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, ask yourself why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? You know, what do you have to lose to, to do something that simple? Other than you know, a lot of people. They hold them, they sabotage their own success. They don't want to, they fear trying to make themselves successful. So they'll sabotage their own success. So if you're one of those people that's doing this because you just say, I can't do it, it's stupid, but let's try it. Don't sabotage your own success. You know, you may, some people, they just, it's a way of holding yourself back and not going for it. You know, because then you can say, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't really ever try that. So, I, you know, they, it's a way to make an excuse. So a lot of people, they make excuses about, about not feeling like they don't need to train their mind in some way. You know, I, my mind works fine or whatever. Just, even if you think your mind works perfectly, if you're, I mean, that's another thing is we always tend to focus on the people who are having problems, but the people who are doing great. I mean, life's peak and valleys for everybody. So even, even the people that are doing great, it really helps you every day to look at these things and remind yourself what are these five things that are going right right now that I'm doing that are making me feel when I look in this mirror, I like what I see, you know, do it when your things are go good too. You know, I have a lot of my players that when things are going bad, you know, that's when they're really concentrating on doing what we're talking about. And then things start going really good and they'll kind of start slacking off a little bit with their exercises and they'll start slacking off a little bit with their mirror, with their, their mirror test. And what do you know, things start going kind of poorly again. And, now we got to get back to, all right, we got to get back to it. Don't ever let it fade. Keep doing it. When the times are good and when times are bad, your thoughts are your, your, your positive thoughts are your positive thoughts, good and bad, because everything is in, in life is going to be ups and downs. And so you, what shouldn't change is what you consider successful. That should be rock solid. And those thoughts that you consider yourself where you want to be successful are, are rock solid. And that enough that doesn't change whether you're in an up or a down. You still want the same thing. So your thoughts for success have never changed. Totally. Especially how volatile those ups and downs can be. Just like how dynamic and quick, like just out of seeming out of nowhere, a down can come that sure. yeah. For sure. But if you but if you I mean if, but if you looked at your five statements after the, the biggest of downs that you could imagine, those should all still really hold true for you. You know, so it shouldn't change even in your lowest point where you would look at those, those statements and, and not say like, 
it's true. I mean, even though I'm in a bad place right now, I, yep, I should still do this. You know, that's uh, so, that's why a big focus of of what we talk about is building habits. Because if you start doing it and it fades away and you don't build the habit, it's it's not going to do much for you. It's not about the two three week spurt of good. It's about being successful in the long run. So this is one of my note cards. Excellence is not a singular act, but a habit. You are what you repeatedly do. So that that's what. They, so I've got like. 10, 15 note cards, you know, that I have, that I have built that are sort of mine that I do. And that's one, that's one of mine is that I can't just do this once a day, you know, once every other week and say, I'm great at this. Excellent. You, you get great at something. You get great at working your mind or, or doing whatever by doing it all the time. It's all Definitely. the time. It's hard work. It's not fun. It's, it's not always what you want to do, but I mean, these, these athletes and, and, you know, anyone who's in a profession where they need to be dedicated, there's, there's plenty of times that you didn't want to be doing what you were doing, but you do it, you know, it's not always easy. And so I think that's a, a huge lesson for, for everyone, athletes, non-athletes, if you want to be successful, it doesn't come easy. You got to work hard. Man, that quote just belongs in like a textbook. I'm still thinking about it. Wow. That's, that's, that's awesome, Scott. Yeah. So it's, uh, I love it. What you guys are doing that you're trying to spread the word about, you know, using your mind better. It's, it's amazing how, 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 when you realize, I mean, just it sort of snaps in you that, Oh my God, I really do have control of my thoughts. And if I have control of my thoughts, why am I ever going to these bad ones? And so if I am starting to go to these bad thoughts, I need a sort of a dial. I need a, a whole collection in my head that I could easily pull up very quickly to replace those bad thoughts with thoughts that I want to think about thoughts that make me successful thoughts that are helpful to me. So I'm glad you guys are, are, are passing the word on about this. Cause I think if people start to use their minds better and start thinking about what success is for them, it could be a much better place. Negativity is something that a lot of people fall victim to telling themselves that they can't do something because for whatever reason, they're not as, as good as they believe. Um, you really are what you think and you can achieve what you believe. For sure. I mean, that's, it's very well said. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with, you know, you gotta, you gotta visualize to materialize, you know, you really see it in your mind first. If things really happen, when you, when you see how you want it to go first, you saw yourself lifting, you know, getting your record, you know, before you made it happen. See it in your mind first. When you see something in your mind first, you, you visualize it first, you, it, it's much more likely to materialize. So I love what you, what you did getting in front of that. You know, that's one of the things I always want my guys to do before they get on the court is, is look at themselves in the mirror and tell them what they're going to do today. You know, see it. You know, close your eyes and start vision, visualizing this game and see the game played before you even start it. Like visualize to materialize this stuff. It really, it's amazing how much that helps. And, and you don't really realize the power of it until you do it. You know, it, you don't really think about it, but getting yourself, you know, we don't, we, we, we all go out and stretch before games. You know, we would never just go out and start sprints, you know, doing a hundred meter, uh, you know, sprint without stretching first or doing, you know, taking a walk around the track first. But yet a lot of people go into a game or into a test without getting their mind in the right place. You know, warm up your mind a little bit first, you know, 
give yourself your positive thoughts, get your positive dog starting to work. Tell yourself what, you know, one of the things we talk about now is win today and win today is what's important now. You know, what's important now. That's what you want to be thinking about when you're going into a test or you're going into a game or something like that. Don't think about anything else. What's important now and get yourself in the right mindset. And so it's, it's really good that you're, you guys are thinking like that, you know, it's in talking about that because it's nothing that was, that was mentioned before. It was, you know, I don't know why mine's kind of always been a, you know, you either it's either thought of as you got a great strong mind or you, or you don't like there was, it was so black and white about the mind. And to me, it's very, very gray. You know, there's people, everyone has some weak portions in their mind. It's some strong portions in their mind. And, you know, people that are successful. It's obviously the, the ratio is much better, but you can work on every, everybody can, can improve their mind game. So it's a huge part of, of being successful. No doubt about it. I think we've covered, I mean, this, we've covered a ton and just some serious, brilliant, brilliance that I think could help a ton of young men. I mean, I, I did the mirror test this past Friday before I had the small presentation at work, my first one. And it was it just really reinforced the notion that there, there wouldn't be a negative outcome if I'm go, like going in with such a positive intention. So Scott, I, I appreciate it. Thank you for giving me, giving me some techniques to start my, my professional career outright. Yeah. Keep it up. I mean, you keep doing those things. It's going to, I mean, like you said, it's not, it's not going to guarantee success but I guarantee you it's not going to hurt you, you know, versus not if you go in thinking I better nail this interview or I'm out of a job, you're, you're setting yourself up already to, to not be successful. You're already giving yourself kind of an out. So, you know, keep, keep that up. It's, it's definitely going to, and, and what you did with the mental rehearsal, thinking about the presentation before you went in and how it was going to look in your mind when you're now doing it, doesn't seem so intimidating it doesn't seem so it seems like you've been there before and done it and you've seen how the reaction is going to go and you've seen yourself doing it it it's helpful it really is and, and but how many people spend the time to do that probably not many yeah. all right well this was this was a fantastic conversation um yeah. and i can't wait to <laughs> get this edited and put this out for other people to listen to we really appreciate you coming on and everything you had to say. Oh, it's not been great. Yeah. You guys, good luck with the podcast. I hope it uh, thrives and you guys sound like you got a good plan. So anytime you want to check it with me, feel free to. I appreciate awesome. it. Thank you, Scott. It's been Keep it great. Really, really brilliant stuff. Thank you. All right. Wow, Reed. These conversations just keep getting better and better. What's your What's your biggest takeaway from that? You know, I think the way that the way that Scott repeatedly talked about how you've got to continue the positive thoughts and in order to actually make this stuff work for you, like we've talked about, you've got to build the habits and that's that's going to be the most important thing, doing it on a consistent basis, building the habits. Otherwise, it's it's really not going to do anything for you. Totally. I think it's also so interesting not only to hear that come from just any source of authority, but, but a doctor, someone who they knows that when we're talking about building habits and changing behaviors and implementing things into our life that will literally make them better. It, it is just scientifically proven that it like, this is your brain we're talking about. And this dude is giving us the information necessary to like hack our lives and ignoring it 
is is I don't know. It just feels like a disservice. Like I can't, I can't like have I can't have recorded that episode and not do the mirror test every day now. It just feels like I'm doing myself it's truly really a disservice. I don't know. What do you think? No, I, I agree 100. Um, percent You can't you can't go and and have that and then wake up every morning, walk past the mirror, and not look at yourself and talk to yourself like that. So it's definitely something that's got to be implemented. And even if we talked about it, like, even if you're not thinking that you need the change, it can only help you. There's no hurt that can come from doing this type of thing. So I think everyone that, even if you're listening to this and you're thinking, Hey, like, I, I don't need that. Like I'm doing good. Just give it a shot. You never know. You can always, you can always improve. Totally. These little wellness vitamins, man. They're making 100%. us stronger. Yep. <laughs> All right, Jones, what's, uh, what's the next couple of weeks looking like for us here at Take It On? Oh, man, we got quite the lineup. After this, we're going to try to squeeze in uh, an interesting segment that we've kind of thrown around called Bros and Beers. Reed and I are each going to invite a bro of ours to talk about some of the content that we've proliferated throughout the first few episodes, talk about what our guests like if they've implemented anything sort of the how they take it on in their lives and maybe broach some subjects we haven't really thought about get their perspectives and then after that we got two really cool guests reed you want to introduce them yeah so first after bros and beers we're gonna have jordy shulman jordy is a pop star um and after jordy we're gonna have kevin curry aka fit men cook on instagram Everyone go look him up, prepare for that episode because that is going to be a banger. I'm really looking forward to these next three drops. While I've got all this stuff going on, school just started. I mean, this is this is what I'm passionate about right now. Um, I'm definitely getting my schoolwork done and getting it out of the way so that I can make time to, to make this keep going. Yeah, me too. It's it's so cool to have this to look forward to at the at the end of the work day at the end of the work week talking about it with my coworkers, every all my friends they're also supportive of it and love it oh man I, I i appreciate all you guys listening it's it's so cool i'm so happy to get to start my adult life taking it on it's great awesome thanks for joining us for take five we'll catch you guys on the next one peace pull a read deuces